Hello, everyone. Welcome to High Vibes and a Mic. We are your hosts, Sylvia Madden and Veronique Ananter, moms in our 40s and 50s with lots of great spiritual insights and funny stories to light up your day. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Veronique and Sylvia, we're back for a podcast, and today we have a guest. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, we're very, very excited too. So Stephanie is my friend for a long time now, more than 15 years, I think. Yeah, and, well, we can say that. Yeah, and she has a very, very interesting job. So first, I'm going to ask you to present yourself, Stephanie. You know, who are you? Married, you have kids, no? Oh, sure. Who are you? Hi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mine. I'm Stephanie. Stephanie. My full name is Stephanie Sheldon Molinier. Um, mm-hmm. I'm married to a Frenchman, so that's the connection with Veronique. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> French connection. <laughs> the French connection. Yes. Um, I have three children. Ooh. Uh, thirteen. My oldest is thirteen. My middle is eleven. So middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. And my little is seven years old. Um, in Aww. second grade, mm-hmm. I am a California native, so <laughs> born and raised in San Jose, California. I always kind of like to give a shout out to San Jose because, yeah, I meet people from all over, not from San Jose, in my work. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, talking about your work, so you're a doula. Yes. And so we are really, really uh, interested and excited to talk to you about uh, that that work. Uh, can you explain to us, you know, what's, what's a doula? Because some people might not know. Personally, from coming from France, it's not really common. I don't even know if you know what a doula is over there. So but it's really common in America. So can you explain to us? Because we're international, you know, we're in every country. Yeah, so of course. And I would I would even say, you know, it's probably more common in, a, you know, more metropolitan cities you know like the bay area Mm -hmm. for sure bigger cities across the united states as well france you know i know some french doulas so it's the word is definitely on the street over there okay um but you know i like to think of myself as a coach that's that's the easiest way for me to say it and then i'll I'll talk a little bit more but i think that word just resonates with me um Mm. a birth coach i'm a coach you know prenatally during pregnancy I'm your coach during during the labor and delivery and the birth of your child. And I'm also there after, right, in the postpartum. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, the doula, I think there's always a misconception when I tell people I'm a doula, they kind of, they think I'm a midwife. Oh. So I'm not a midwife, right? Okay. A midwife is really the medical side of birth, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but, and a doula is more of the emotional physical support, right? Because historically, you know, when we lived, 
within our community and we had our mothers and aunts and cousins. We lived in a bigger community like this and we were more connected in that way. They were our doulas. They were supporting us through the childbearing years, right? They were, you know, guiding us through this. They were normalizing the process, you mm-hmm. know? So I, that that's what I do. That's a big part of my role. Because when we think of birth, you know, what we see on TV is like, <laughs> it's coming up. It's like all this screaming. Yes. Oh my God, baby, it's coming now. And just like, it's a crazy event, right? So mm-hmm. I really try to help my clients understand what normal looks, birth looks like. And also, you know, another reason why people would hire a doula, most people are giving birth in a hospital, right? That's the most yeah. common place. Mm-hmm. So when you hire somebody like me, I can help you navigate. What does that look, what does birth look like in a hospital setting? And I can also help you navigate. I know the hospitals. I know the birth community. I can really help navigate that and really be a big resource for you. So it, you know, it's twofold. It's a really good resource, understanding mm-hmm. birth, and also what I bring to the table that your medical care provider will not bring is I know physiological birth. I know mm. how it unfolds, like in a very normal sense, right? When you hire an OB, you're hiring a specialist who's looking for problems, right? And when there's right, a problem, yeah. you want that. But mm-hmm. when there's not a problem, you don't need that, right? Mm-hmm. So, that, you know, when say. things are just normal, they don't yeah. really have much to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I feel those shoes, right? Additionally, you know, as I said, a lot of people are giving birth in a hospital setting. Guess what happens when you show up in the hospital? You don't know who your nurse is going to be. A lot of the doctors are on rotation. You don't know what doctor is going to be there. And guess what? Birth is pretty intimate. It's an intimate experience. It's emotional experience, right? I feel that gap, that emotional connection, having a rapport with my clients, really understanding my clients' preferences and helping facilitate conversations with the staff and also helping you know, a big part of birth is feeling at ease and feeling comfortable so it will unfold, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times there can be hiccups in birth for many reasons, right? Where it's really long, that could be an emotional block, that could be something going on with, you know, baby's positioning, right? Yeah. But, you know, my job is to really, when you're going into labor, that you feel at ease and you feel it supported because it is such an intimate event, And when we have that relationship, it really helps it to unfold a lot smoother. My ultimate goal for my clients is to have a positive experience. Yeah. You know, birth, you know, for me, I don't, you know, there's no right, right way to give birth. There's no wrong way to give birth. There's only, you know, what my client sees, you know, is best for them. And that's what I want for my client. Now, sometimes when they come to me, they don't they don't know what they want and I can help them explore that. Yeah. But if they do, you know, I I want them to to really feel like no matter how it unfolds. Right. Because we can't predict how birth will unfold. There's, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes there's yeah. variables. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what is really important to people is that they feel heard and they feel supported. Even if they, if it goes to a C-section, even if they have to have an induction, right? Even if it was a really long labor, but if they felt that support, it really changes their perception of their birth experience and how they hold it in their body. So uh, that's what I want for my clients to just feel really like it was a positive experience, right? And to feel really supported. 
So that's a big thing of what I do. Okay. Wow. I keep talking, but, you know. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> We're here to listen to you. Okay. So what, what I heard was a lot of, a lot of the word support. Yes. That's really important. You yes. need to support, you know, your client, you know, those women who are going to have babies. Like you said, it's very intimate. You don't want anybody to be there. You want, you know, people to know what they're doing. So yes. one of my questions was, um, what kind of training and or certification do you need to, to be a doula? Yeah, honestly, that's a very good question. So, mm -hmm. you know, my profession, honestly, is not a licensed profession. Maybe it might change, okay. but it is a certification process, right? So, mm -hmm. and it honestly is in the choice of the doula if they want to be certified And it's also the choice of people hiring. Do they, you know, do they, if I'm a, a pregnant, you know, family, is it important for me that I hire a doula who's certified? And if you ask me personally, you know, I have a professional background mm -hmm. and I really pride myself in being very professional and carrying myself in a professional way. And to me, certification is something that I value, that I valued, right? It gives me a sense of um, kind of like, I don't want to say philosophy, but, you know, like from a client relation, I have these particular things that are really important to me that I fulfill. Also, continuing my education is an important part for me, right? Okay. Kind of staying up to speed. Um, so I really valued certification for myself, but I would not impose it on somebody else, right? It's really up to the family if they want to do it, but it's not regulated. However, During COVID, mm -hmm. right, there was hospital policies that said only doulas that are certified to, can come in. So oh. there's some gatekeepers here sometimes. Okay. Another thing that's coming up is my clients through, because doulas now this year are, are some providers are offering coverage for our service, right? I usually, hmm. I'm an individual contractor, right? So my clients are paying me individually. Yeah. Now some insurance, some benefits are paying for doulas, right? And part of being able to be paid is showing that you're certified, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. there, there's some value, you know, in, in different things. I think what it comes down to is a philosophy as a doula, if you want to be certified, and a philosophy of a parent of who do you want to hire, right? Who will be the best match so for you? anybody can wake up one day and say, I'm a doula without no yeah, technically, yes. I'm very surprised. That はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。は
yeah. um, you know, to work together. It's just like, it's like dating. I love it. I get to meet new people all the time <laughs> and figure out, you know, would this be a good match? Cause I want it to be a good match from my end and I want it to be a good match from their end. Because, you know, if you have a bad experience, sometimes you can, you can say, Oh, it was a doula. You know what I just like, it's a very emotional is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So if you start pointing fingers, you really want to make sure that you're compatible to work together and that you trust them on both ends. Has it ever so, happened to you that you had to just say no to a client, a potential client? Oh, yeah. Good question. <laughs> Sylvia, this is an excellent question. This is a really <laughs> touchy question. Um, I think just trying to be delicate and be honest, you know, so kind of, you know, one way to go about it is to say, you know, oh, I'm booked. Like somebody oh, took your yeah. spot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's kind of the most delicate way, you know, and I'm out front with my, when people are interviewing me and I'm like, Hey, right now I'm interviewing February. I'm interviewing a bunch. I'm interviewing families right now. So I want to see if this is a match for me and a match for you at the same time. So I always try mm -hmm. to be upfront. And I say, after the interview, if my available changes or if something changes, I'm going to let you know right away, ASAP. Okay. So really having that clear I communication. See. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Do you have another question, uh, uh, Sylvia? Me? I do about, just like yeah. curious uh, about, uh, yeah. since most of, I would assume most of the, the clients, your clients would be for like a natural birth without medication. Or do you have clients that say like, they still want to have an epidural? Excellent oh. question, Sylvia. Yes. So oh, thank you, guys. I, I think that um, when most people think about hiring a doula, it is, you know, I would say 75% mm -hmm. are because they want to have a low intervention birth. Okay? Right. Low interventions. Yeah. Now, low intervention is different for different people, right? Mm -hmm. So some of them are okay with epidurals. Some of them are not, but you know, most people are trying to avoid the epidural that hire me, but I do hire, I do have people who hire me and say they want an epidural yeah. and uh -huh. I'm totally on board with that. You know, I just knowing upfront is really happy is helpful. If they're not sure what they want to do, really exploring it ahead of time is really important. It's, I don't think it's good to just decide on the day you need to have some coping strategies ahead ahead of time and i really want them to be really understand early labor and how to do early labor and active labor before getting the epidural so right yeah. you know it could be it could be anything um even for c-sections you know preparing you before the c-section yes you know being your support person in the room if your partner doesn't want to be there or whatever the circumstances might be helping you postpartum it's you know it's not as common but mm -hmm. you know that, that can happen but i do have people hire me who know up front they want an epidural and then of mm, course maybe they didn't want an yeah. epidural and they get an epidural and i help them navigate you know what does that look like too like, they can change your mind also i guess of course you know i would say that that is common right like you're just like okay i, I want an epidural now. i actually <laughs> almost did I, I actually told them but i didn't have any time with my my, th my third son um, I said, I want an epidural right now. And they, they totally ignored me. So I don't know if they ignored what? me because I wrote on the paper saying, I don't want an epidural. Yes. Maybe or because I didn't have any time anyway. Yeah, yeah. probably. 
He was just like, oh, it's probably yeah, yeah. a little bit of both. You know, they, they, <laughs> they want to help you achieve your goals too. You know what I mean? And if you let them know what your goals are and what your preferences are, you know, most yeah. good, you know, um, care providers will help honor that, you know, they're, they're going to try to. Yeah. Cause it's tough. You can't give up easily during that, you know, when the pain starts. Oh, it's just oh like yeah. This. No and one would blame I, you. Nobody would blame a woman changing her mind. No, no, no. it's a okay. And but some people so it's very interesting that you say that because some people have a hard time committing to not get an epidural because they don't like changing their mind. Oh. So that's yeah. another stumbling block, <laughs> you know, that I have to kind of unravel ahead of time. Because ah. you don't want to be stuck in your mind. I feel like birth is really 99% in your mind. Mm -hmm. Right, because this is a, a normal physiological process, right? Yeah. Unless there's some right. medical reason, I'm not talking about anybody who has any medical scenarios, right? Let's let's exclude that, right? Because I'm not right, the medical yeah. part, but let's look mm -hmm. at really healthy people, right? Healthy, normal pregnancies, right? It's there. A lot of it is 99% in your mind, so a lot of my work is really working with that ahead of time. Right. And getting mm -hmm. them in a good space before they even enter labor. Right. Because right. I really want them to help it unfold as, you know, smoothly mm -hmm. and peacefully, calmly. Like these are words that my client, you know, confidently, no panic attacks. You know what I mean? These are things <laughs> that come up that my clients, their goals that they don't want to happen, you know? Yeah. Can you share like a story about a birth that you assisted or maybe something positive or maybe something that you were not expecting? No, no, uh, I mean, yes, I mean, I love, I love all of my experiences. I think mm -hmm. that. Maybe one that really, you know, touched you or you remembered. I remember once you were, you were telling. There were so us. many. So yeah, yeah, you could tell me. There was one, I don't know, it took a long time. It took a very long time and you came back home like the following day, something like that. You spent the whole night at the hospital and it took a very long time. Or maybe there was another one also when you also helped the dad because the dad couldn't couldn't really cope with the birth. Oh so really? Like, oh yeah. You and like, you know what's with the mom and the dad? <laughs> yeah, I mean it just really you know, different people hire me mm. for different reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, some people sometimes the birthing person or the mom, you know, however they identify, they're like, mm. I'm hiring you because of my husband, because I know he's gonna lose it and I need that solid support. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times the dads can get really nervous. So, oh, oh, I want to share a favorite story with you, actually. Oh, you it just go. popped in my mind. <laughs> so there was this lovely couple and, you know, she her goal was, you know, unmedicated birth. She was birthing with um, a midwife group in a hospital setting. So the midwives are also kind of on board. You know, they try to you know, they, if they know that's your goal, they try to help you, too. Mm -hmm. So we get there. Apparently they have this whole, you know, that's another part of my job is I meet with my clients four times prenatally and I, I'm really trying to help fac facilitate communication between the couple, between the support team and make sure they're on the same page. That's such a big part of what I do too, mm -hmm. like to really get us, you know, on the same page as a team. That way it's just When we're there, it's like a game, you know, like I was a soccer player. So you go up, you're not doing strategy in the game. You know what you're doing ahead of time. You know, you know how you're going to play, how you're going to pass, how you're going to do this, right? Yeah. That's kind of the idea, right? With labor too. So um, this couple, this particular couple, 
I guess they had a lot, a few conversations when I wasn't around, which is exactly what I want. So we're at, we're at the birth, right? She is in a really active labor, right? Things are really picking up. I meet them there, right? We're doing, you know, we're in the shower, we're moving around, we're breathing, music's playing, you know, the, the lights are, are dim, the candles are going. And the mom is like, I want the epidural. I want it. I don't care what I said. I want the epidural now. And the poor husband is like, oh, you know, you didn't want it. You said you do. I don't care what you said before. Like she was just going crazy. Yeah. I can and imagine. And the husband, he takes me to the side. He's like, Stephanie, she told me she was going to ask for the epidural. And I couldn't let her have it. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> they had this conversation ahead of time. Oh, and no. he was like, what do I do, Stephanie? What do I do? He was just totally freaking out because she was just like, she wanted it. And there was a reason why she was asking for just it. Give her. She was in, no, Well, she was in transition. Mm-hmm. And in transition, I always tell my clients, you hit a wall. Everybody hits a wall. It's always going to feel hard. I just want to normalize that because, you know, people talk about pain tolerance and all this, and I just want them to know they're going to feel something and it's going to be uncomfortable. But Mm -hmm. what are you going to do when you're in that? What are you going to do with that? Mm -hmm. Are you just going to go to that epidural, which is fine, or do you Mm -hmm. kind of want to work through it? Right. And they really decided that, you know, he was going to, he was the gatekeeper for the epidural. But, you know, some people, they just, you know, some people cuss, some people just ask for it and somebody Mm -hmm. telling them no helps them get through it. You know what I mean? Everybody has kind of a different way with how they cope. Believe me, Veronica, I never Mm -hmm. want to get in the way of somebody wanting an epidural. I'm not going to be like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. You know, I try to understand ahead Mm -hmm. of time. That's not my job to tell you no. My job is to get you what you want, you know? But they had this conversation. So, oh, my God, she was just all over the place, kept asking and oh asking. And he was like so upset. Um, in the end, we, you know, the midwife came in and we we did a strategy. She ended up taking she didn't want an epidural. So she mm-hmm. ended up taking fentanyl. Right. Okay. And I don't know if you guys are, which is very common in the labor room. It's just an injunction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she got to sleep too. for an hour. And oh, after really? that hour, boom, she had a baby. You know what I mean? Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. It worked out really, really well. So yeah, that was good. It, I just I didn't know they had this conversation because <laughs> I would have given her that epidural, like you said, Ronnie. Yeah. I would have been like, Yeah, you can have it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna block you from that. But she was like, Whatever. She's like, she told me no matter what she says, I cannot that was so much for the partner. I felt so bad. Yeah, for her. poor guy. You know, it's on hand. No, we were I know it was a lot of pressure for him, but we we did it and we we got her to her goal of having a vaginal delivery, right? A mm-hmm. little fentanyl. She got a rest, okay. you know, and that's what I also, what I try to help my client to understand these different interventions, how to use them as tools, not to just, just throw them out there. Like when is the most optimal time? If you're going to use it, when's a good time to use it, right? And mm-hmm. this having one dose of fentanyl was like a bridge to her avoiding, you know, an epidural and to having a vaginal birth, you know, in a, in a good amount of time. So, you know. You can use interventions in your favor. It's just when they're overused is, you know, what, you know, I don't like it. Yeah. It escalates usually. Yeah. Your your job is nothing than, uh, nothing is everything but boring. 
Oh yeah, it's different every time. That's why you asked me to pick out a client. I know. You know, Veronique, I love all my clients. You know, I have so much fun with my clients. Like every bird to me is is a great experience. Sometimes I cry. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't. You know, I'm 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 with them. You know, you I'm, I'm in the moment all the time. So every time, that's beautiful. I mean, yeah, and you know, sometimes I get to cut the cord because I don't want to cut the cord. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I get and I just. I, what I like about my job, I just get to witness, you know, women being strong, you know, like mm-hmm. having all the strength to go through this, to grow a baby and to birth their baby. And so yeah. that's what, mm-hmm. that's another thing I love. And just helping them communicate and grow stronger as a couple, you know, from mm-hmm. this experience, right, is a big deal to me, you know, so. Yeah. So have oh. everyone involved in it, right? Not just the <laughs> mom. is like yeah. the- but- both like yeah the couple working Mm -hmm. together but sometimes you know they know that the dad doesn't want to be a part of it and if the dad if we know that ahead of time a-okay with me i you know (laughs) oh yeah add the during childbirth right yeah Mm -hmm. i know some of them can pass out (laughs) he just wants to be on the side maybe getting water here and there Mm -hmm. making Mm -hmm. sure the music is good you know, making sure we have snacks, talking to the staff. You do that. That If yeah. that's your strong suit, you do that. I'll do the other stuff. But it's yeah. good to know that ahead of time. That way, you know, we you got know. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know what to expect. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, before we um, we go, I'll continue. Sylvia, do you have an, another question, a last question, maybe? No. Uh, I mean, you have, I think you, you have another question to ask, no? And then, uh, do you? I think, I was going to ask you, you know, what, what has motivated you to, to become a doula, yeah. but. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you yes, if you want. Us, because it looks like it's really a very interesting job, but a lot of, uh, a lot of feelings, you know, a lot of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And I love easy. feelings. I'm all about the feelings. People are like, Oh my God, how can you do that? That is yeah. way too much. And I, I understand <laughs> it is, it, it is a lot, but I'm really comfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say that it, you know, my birth experience being pregnant, mm-hmm. um, really shaped, you know, I, I guess I'm just a really curious person. And when I became pregnant, I didn't really know much and I don't read. I'm not really a reader. It's like things just kind of happen. I happened to find a doctor that was more, um, you know, comfortable with unmedicated birth. So she gave me some resources as my doctor. Then I had a friend, a close friend of Ronnie Gennars. She was pregnant with her second I went to the birth and I saw what her experience looked like. And I was like, oh, oh is this oh, what I want? Great. Is this what I not what I want? <laughs> you know, because my friend had an epidural and I'm like, you know, an epidural is just not a match for me. I'm just, it's just not my style. I'm really active, you know, yeah. I'm a soccer mm-hmm. player and I really want to participate. And I want to share another tidbit with you guys too. It's kind of sidetrack here, but this feeling of in control and the epidural and no epidural. I, I, I love sharing this with clients who are not sure. For me, feeling in control was not having an epidural because I didn't trust what that person was going to do when they put that needle in my back. <laughs> I didn't know how my body was going to react. Thank yeah. you. Just laid, yeah, just, I agree. I agree with and that. Just laying there in bed and letting it happen to me. Yeah. That was freaking yeah, crazy was to me. Yeah. Yeah. Another person 
having the epidural might make them feel in control because then they're, they feel like mentally or in their mind, they could be in their body. And it's not like the body's doing it, you know, because birth is very, your body has to take over and you have to be okay with that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not not everybody, you know, we're we're not used to that in our modern lifestyle. So letting your body do what it needs to do, sometimes that feels really out of control. And when you have the epidural, you're like, oh, I can do mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. That's why people have such strong views of like, yes, you gotta get the epidural. And no, you don't. Like, but everybody's different what makes them feel good. And I think finding what makes you feel good and comfortable is important. Yeah, no I had epidural too. twice. Mm -hmm. And it was like the reasons why I decided to go natural or free of medication. It was because he caused heart, like the, the heart dropped, uh, you know, like oh, yeah. there was like the whole like heart dropping thing. Or, and then the, the baby, second time, baby the baby, yeah, like oh. it became unstable. And then the yes. second time, my blood pressure went down. Yes. And it was me and him and the baby. So they're all like moving me around, you know, like kind of like. To bring the heart rate up so i was like you know what i don't want to do and you don't really feel anything i couldn't feel my legs but i could feel yeah. contractions still in my belly so i was uh, like what don't think that's you, you never know yeah so you don't know sometimes how it's gonna be you know so for it me i was like, like mm -mm. yeah at least you had, you had so maybe people who knew what they were doing because for me for my epidural i didn't have a choice you got out of c-section sure it took them like 10 minutes to uh poke me they couldn't find I don't know. Oh, oh really? That's another poke story. Me. I could poke share a story me. about oh that. God. Yeah. No way. I could see on the side there was a lot of uh, um, needle with blood because they could didn't know where to poke. Yeah. And then they yeah. had to call the, I don't know, the manager or whatever. I don't know, the, the big, you know, the big guy to do the job because they couldn't do it. A whole team. I'm like, are you serious? Wow, that's crazy. Pascal was already waiting, you know, to go in there. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. You know, I was getting mad and everything. So that oh, yeah. epidural, I mean, is good for of, of course for a lot of situations, but you need a staff who knows what they're doing because I had a very bad memory, very bad uh, uh, memory about that. Very and it's in the hospital, so you don't know if you got a resident. Or you go. That's where I was. So they were, yeah. they were like learning on my back, I guess. Oh, yeah, and I, I witnessed that. Teaching, I've I witnessed that. that. She got in trouble. It was awful. Yeah, it was a fourth degree yeah. tear. Yeah, fourth degree that she hasn't recovered yet from that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so uh, I know. I mean, you know, there's it's not hospital, but yeah, that there's a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just it's good to be aware of that. That way, you're like, oh, okay, this is a teaching hospital. It might take them a little longer, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like preparing yourself a little bit, like for the. And I try <laughs> to help my clients, you know, navigate that, you know, so they know. That way they're like, okay, I know this is teaching. It might take a little bit mm -hmm. longer than somebody else, you know, something like that. Anyway, okay. yeah. um, so I got into this after my birth um, I, and doors just started opening for me. Like I, I joined a prenatal yoga group. I did this whole birth yoga where we would have discussions. I'm really into community and finding mm -hmm. my village, just a natural, you know, that's who I am as a person. And I found a community and they're like, oh, I have a doula. I was like, oh, what is a doula? And then, <laughs> so then I started exploring doulas. And then I was like, yeah, I don't want an epidural. So probably having that extra support is going to be helpful. And believe me, Bertrand was so, my husband was so <laughs> happy that we had an epidural because it takes a lot of, I mean, we had a doula because it okay. takes weight off of his shoulders. 
Oh, for right? Of having to do everything. You know, he yeah. hasn't been through this himself. This is a new experience. This is an emotional experience for him too. He's welcoming his child mm-hmm. and supporting your, your partner at the same time. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So we had a doula. We had the same doula for all three births just because she was part of the team. My first two were born. I was there too, you know, so it, went, it went fine, just fine, no problem. Yeah. But by the time we had our third, we were more financially stable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want another experience. So for the last one, we had a home birth. So my last daughter was born at home. Oh, yeah. And I so I kind of know the difference between a hospital and a birth at home. And I would just like to share about that because, like I said, when you give birth in a hospital, you don't know who's going to be there. When you give birth at home, you know everybody in the room. You have yeah. a relationship with them. So when they take your baby, you're okay. You're like, I know that person. I trust that person. And you can just have a minute. And I just remember, I was like, oh, wow, I did that. I did that. Like, I was so proud of myself. And you yeah. could just, you could just, you, and you could, I felt the love in the room. Like I could feel the energy. It was very positive. It wasn't like this clinical environment or you, people you don't know. It's like different kinds of energy, right? You mm-hmm. know, when you know everybody, you're comfortable, you can really let go. So um, having that experience, I was like, I cannot leave this world. I love <laughs> pregnancy. I love birth. I am not leaving. And then that kind of started me on my journey. I just, you know, I had really positive birth experiences. And I feel like when I hear birth, I hear fear, you know, negative. Oh. And I, I really want to help change the script on that. I, I really, and that's why I do my work, right? To have mm-hmm. it be more of a positive thing. Because when people hear what I'm doing, ladies 80 years old, they're telling me their birth story. So this is something that stays with you forever. Yeah. And if we can make it positive and feel good, that's, you know, that sets you up, you know, in the right direction into parenthood. Yeah. Wow. I must say, yeah. you know, bravo, bravo. Thank that you. was really well. <laughs> very, very interesting interview. I loved it. The whole very thing. Very nice. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. It was great. Very, very good. Very informative. Um, very, I could yeah. talk more, but you know, we have to keep it simple. Yeah, I don't time. But before we leave, we always have, we have a little tradition, you know, for our guests. Oh, Can gosh. you uh, share a story with us, like um, something that nobody would believe? <laughs> have a story. Yes, I do. Yes. I think, I think my, the title of my story is Nobody Wants to Believe That oh, yeah. Could Happen. Uh, like no oh, yeah. or they they don't want that to happen to them for sure that's kind of my, yeah, like, no, my no, story no. <laughs> please whatever you do don't no 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 so it it's it's just, it's a parenting story it's a mothering story mm-hmm. so i have three so i'm going to be talking about my first my first child my first child was probably almost two i was you know eight nine months pregnant and, you know, at that time, I was the kind of parent that was kind of s- stubborn. You know, there I don't know. I just like I wanted mm-hmm. I had a certain idea of how I should parent and what I should be doing. Right. And. You know, I it was at the time where we didn't have cameras in the room. I didn't want to be listening to what my baby was doing when they were sleeping. It's like they're in their room. They're mm-hmm. resting. They're in a safe place. I need my time. You know, I didn't want to be like, ah, Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's nap time. Apparently, my daughter wakes up. I go in the room. 
All the clothes are off my child's body. Diaper is off. There is poop smeared all over the wall. And the wall, oh, no. so you can see here, we have concrete walls that oh, separate us. There's no. pores in the wall. Poop was everywhere. I had to get out a toothbrush and I had to scrub all that oh, down. Oh my gosh. Oh. My mother-in-law was here. So luckily I had somebody witnessing this because I was like, I was going to lose it. I was going to lose my, you know what? <laughs> okay, so we clean it up. We clean it up. Oh my, like, God. oh my God. I can't believe my child did this. See, okay. So this see, happens two more times on the wall, on the carpet. I'm like, this the has poop. to stop the poop during that nap time. Crazy. She, would, she would take a big poop and she would spread it everywhere. And so I'm tell I'm looking it up online. My oh. baby gets in their diaper and spreads it everywhere. First of all, they say very intelligent child. It could be an artist. I'm like, this oh kid better, better be smart. They better be an artist. They better, you know, they better because I'm going through a lot right now. Picasso. Well, guess what I found? There is a market for pajamas that zip in the back. So that your child does not get into their poop at nap time or yeah. bedtime. And yeah, I right. <laughs> I think we have uh, those pajamas in France. At the, oh, the back. Because at the back, yeah. The pajama yeah, well, it's smart because you don't want that kid. You know, she's a toddler. You know, the, my second baby was coming. I was teaching her how to potty train. There was just a lot going on, and I lost it. I mean, oh, imagine eight month pregnant and oh <laughs> my god, I was cleaning poop everywhere. I was going, cr oh, I lost my mind. I lost my mind. Yeah, you don't even know what to do. What kind of child is this? No, nobody poops. Like I never had any of my friends or anything. I was like, oh, I don't only that me. Story. You make it up. You made it up. No, yeah, she didn't do that. Come on, a two-year-old. No, she <laughs> was an angel. No she was an angel, yeah. Oh, yeah, total angel. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, no, but, yeah, you don't want that happening to you, right? No. Yeah. But maybe, maybe she wanted some attention because you were pregnant uh, with the second one. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, there's yeah. Yeah, developmental stuff, you know, going on there, too, for sure. I mean, there's yeah. a big, you know, change was happening, you know? Mm -hmm, yeah. That's cute. Oh, I mean, now it's kind of funny to hear it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sylvia. You didn't have to clean it up. I think that's easy on your side. It's and still in my body. Time. I oh, can God. still feel it, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you tell her about that story now she's older? Do you tell her about that? Uh, I don't think I've directly said it. She, oh, she may have guys. heard me say it, but it mm. will come up on the wedding day for sure yes. or graduation day. I don't know. Some monument yeah. moment, oh, that story will come out. Whatever yeah, that monument, monumental mm -hmm. day might Put be. On the stove. <laughs> okay, Stephanie, thank you very much. Thank you yeah, for thank you. Uh, you know spending some time with you and uh, for the yeah, interview. Thank you. And I, if you want people to reach out to you, by the way, like oh yeah, there yeah yes I yeah. How do please they contact do you? very simple, very simple to find me. Um, mm -hmm. You can just reach out through my website, stephaniedula.com. Okay. Uh, birth at stephaniedula.com is my email address. Okay. Uh, but you'll learn about me. If I'm not available, I'm happy to connect you with any doulas in the in my field. Because you know, I'm you know, I know a lot of people. If you want to talk about birth, if you have any questions, this is my passion. I love talking about it. 
I'm happy to do a 30 minute, you know, session with you and guide you in the right direction, whatever that might be. Okay. We will include awesome. all of this in the podcast description. Yeah. Right. Wonderful. Yes. Thank okay. you. Thank all you. right. Bye. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. That was fun. Talk to you Bye later. Guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to High Vibes on a Mic. Until next time, laugh hard, stay silly, and never forget to bring your sense of humor. Please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest.